This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Terrence Hutchinson. Terrence is a certified exercise therapist, nutritionist, author, podcast host, and motivational speaker. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Uh, what started is in 2010, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And I ended up in ICU for three and a half days trying to get my life together. It almost put me in a diabetic, chaotic state. And after three and a half days, I came out. I was 240 pounds and I dropped down to 200 pounds within that time. So the side effects of, of diabetes is extreme weight loss, frequent urination, blurry vision, slurred speech, you know, uh, lack of appetite, lack of sleep. So when I got out of the hospital, I man, I was a wreck, but I was determined to get my life back together. But um, I had to get back to the gym. I had to get back in school. I had to really educate myself about the disease. I didn't want to take face value with the doctors that the dietitians were telling me, try to get me uh, conditioned mentally to be hooked on uh, medication or maintenance. And uh, as I kept educating myself and reading more, I found out that, you know, you can naturally reverse the disease just by proper diet and exercise and controlling your stress levels. And I realized that diabetes maintenance is a $325 billion a year industry. So I was trying to figure out, you know, how can I save some of that money? Because even though I had great insurance, it was not paying for my medicine. So you talk about my, for the medicine, it was like $366 a week, um, every week. You know, that's like $644 a month, almost $8,000 a year. So... Diabetes will put you in the in in poverty state, <laughs> you know, if you're not careful. So right after that point, I started working out, eating right, educating myself, got back in school and started really just helping people. So I, I was actually turning my mess into a message. And this is how I got to this point right now. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. As soon as you think that life is falling apart. It's actually fallen in place. And diabetes was one of the best things that ever happened to me, honestly. Yeah, and obviously you you made that choice to turn that around. And I think uh, learning from that and, you know, harnessing it and turning it into a positive, you know, regardless of what it is, obviously other people get diagnosed with other diseases, injuries, accidents, have different things going on in their family. But taking that, working through it, harnessing it, and then doing something positive with it. Yeah, it was a, it was a, an eternal struggle. Um, like you say, harnessing that energy, taking that pain and turning it and building it into something it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. But it was one of the most intelligent things I ever did. 
And I didn't know that it will soon become a business or a brand. And uh, it's one of the best decisions I've made in, in, in order to like really transform my, my wellness, um, my quality of life. I was able to increase my activities of daily living. You know, I'm watching my what I eat, I'm, and I'm really helping others try to do the same right now. But I'm realizing that a lot of people just don't have that mindset to talk about reversal. They they only talk about uh, maintenance, and that's the struggle right now for a lot of people trying to coach them. Yeah, and I think it's important when you can turn something around. That's obviously uh, you know a life crippling uh, state that you should go that route rather than you said, you know, med- medication. And oftentimes there's no medicine that doesn't cause something else. So you fix <laughs> one thing and it causes something else. So that's not really yeah. much of a solution. It's just a bandaid for like a, a hemorrhage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. When I got into medical fitness, I realized the side effects on some med, well, most medications that they put individuals on, whether it's for type two diabetes, hypertension, stroke, um, thyroid, you know, uh, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, there's some type of side effect there. Now, let's talk about um, most women have a thyroid issue. They want to lose the weight. But the medicine that they put them on has a steroid component in them that's automatically going to put in 30 to 40 pounds and it's going to make them super fatigued. So you're stuck. You're not able to lose the weight because you don't have the the energy to go out there to do purposeful exercise for uh, an hour a day. You see what I'm saying? So you're stuck. So most people, they suffer from that. So in my practice, I realized that if I see somebody who was unfit or overweight before I got into medical fit, I used to assume that this person was lazy or they had bad eating habits or they, you know, they just didn't have exercise. But when I started working with uh, physical therapists and doctors, I realized that, you know, most medications increase a sedentary lifestyle. And I really had, that really floored me. So we, you know, now we work with people and say, hey, what type of meds are you on? You know, um, how can we uh, get you into a lower dosage or a genetic version of it? Are, are there any type of other medicines other than this that's going to prevent you from gaining 30 pounds or having headaches or, you know, um, fatigue? It's, 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 it's a vicious cycle. You know, and I realized like nothing takes the place of diet and exercise. Nothing. So if you really want to reverse certain ailments, now don't get me wrong. If you need modern medicine, of course, go get it. Okay, it works fast outside of the more traditional meds or holistic measures, right? So if you suffer from cancer or anything like that, yeah, you need the, you need the chemo. You need whatever they, you know what I'm saying? You need to go do it. Um, but if it's hypertension, diabetes, COPD, and respiratory, you can go straight into a natural, healthier lifestyle. You have to cut back on the red meat, you know, cut back on the alcohol consumption, cut back on the carbs, cut back on the junk food. You know, those things, you, you're going to heal yourself naturally, okay? But you have to stick with it. It's not going to happen overnight. And people want a one-size-fits-all thing overnight. It's not going to work. 
Okay, you got to sacrifice. You have to make sacrifice. Yeah, and I mean, I think in, in the United States and other kind of Western countries, it's an instant. You know, they want everything now, instant gratification. And diet and exercise are the the hardest things to do. I mean, you first have to get consistent and develop it into a habit so you stick with it. And two, it's like you're battling yourself. You know, at the end of the day, you're getting home from work or there's an unhealthy option and then you have to take, you know, a half hour to make something healthy, which you don't necessarily need that much time. But oftentimes we take kind of the easy route and that instant, you know, pop the pill, this is good enough. And it's just kind of making that choice for yourself and taking it there because I mean ultimately I mean the US is one of the most unhealthiest countries and the mo- most over medicated countries in my opinion also it's big business yeah it's all I mean it's a racket I mean I, I did a pharma I do digital marketing I have an agency but in the past I've had pharma clients so I had Purdue Pharma for some of their over-the-counter stuff but they obviously came out with oxy and you know doctors were <laughs> pushing that to the opioid epidemic so at the end of the yeah, day oh my- it's 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 a vicious cycle yeah it's, it's a vicious cycle now if you go to your primary physician for whatever chronic illness it may be especially if you're over 40 years old whether you're male or female it doesn't matter what race you are something is going to happen somewhere down the line but a lot of it is just self-inflicted and it's lifestyle condition okay um, but you have to look at it like, is it genetic? Is it hereditary? Did I do this to myself? You know, whatever. But you have to look at, go to your doctor, get checked out, whatever. Get blood work done. But also look at the more holistic ways, too, that you can help curb some of these things naturally versus getting a harmful meds from the big pharma company. By the year 2026, big pharma is going to be close to $500 billion in in revenue annually, okay? And that comes from uh, people who are not really educated about certain type of diseases, uh, exercising disease. It's a big business. But the doctors say, oh, you pre-diabetic. Obviously, they're going to put you on 30 milligrams of metformin, which does not work, okay, um, per se. Then now that's on recall as of a year or two ago, but they're still prescribing it. So uh, if it's blood pressure, you know, you got to practice good uh, breathing techniques and stress management, control the sodium, exercise, diet. These things are going to naturally lower your blood pressure. And these things are silent killers can end up to a stroke. You know, I have stroke people who I work with. It's like, I don't want to be that person. Okay, so when you talk about big pharma yourself, you already know you know, the racket and the money that's coming around from that. It's big business. You can go to your doctor's office right now and you're going to, you're going to have a a, 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 um, a pharmaceutical salesman or somebody coming with all the new pills. Try this out, get this out, get this, get that. And uh, I'd be like, man, this is really crazy. But it's like, you know, it's big business, man, you know. And uh, it's a multi-billion dollar business. Doctors are getting paid. Companies are getting paid, you know, scientists are getting paid, everybody's getting paid. And we, the the, the, the society are the ones are paying them. because you can go anywhere in any pharmaceutical line and guess what? They got medicine ready for you. Okay, whatever you may be suffering from, they got your prescription in. Now certain dry they got drive-throughs now that you can pick up your meds. 
I was like, what is this? You just pull up, say, hey, this is my name. He can pay for boop. You pay your money, you get your meds. And it's, it's $30 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, depending on where you are. And if you are under the poverty line, but you need meds, you can't really afford your meds. So now you have to make an intelligent choice. Should I buy my meds or should I get something to eat? You see, if you're an elderly person, you want to Medicare, Medicaid, you have to make conscious decisions. You know what I'm saying? That's what you heard years ago. Like a lot of elderly folks, they're buying cat food, you know, because they can't really control, uh, they can't afford their medicine. So it's, it's, it's just, and people don't care, man, you know. So the best thing to do is just try to take care of yourself. It's cheaper in the long run. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Oh, man, you know, just constantly improving, seeing myself get to the next level, helping others. Okay, those are the one of the main, I love helping people and helping them, you know, lower their doses, like get off the doses, you know what I'm saying? I thrive on that, you know, whether I'm doing podcasts, I'm writing wellness articles, or speaking at an event. Matter of fact, we just did a live television show uh, prior to coming here speaking with you. So it's all about helping people, helping the masses, man, because a lot of people do not know, you know, how much money they're spending so that motivates me, you know, that motivates me to work out, eat right. Because when people see me, you know, they, they, you know, they see me as a beacon, you know, but it's tons of exercise guys out there. There's tons of trainers, there's tons of this, tons of gurus. But you know what, what about me? What do, what, is, what do I have to bring to the table? What can I contribute to society? If I should die today, what would they say? So that motivates me. Yeah, I think leave, leaving a legacy is important and obviously doing work that's impactful. And then like you also said, kind of leveling up. So going through something, experience something and then growing to the next level, because regardless if you went through something tougher now, it's I mean, in my opinion, it's preparing you for something even tougher, hardens you for that next challenge in life. We were just talking about that on the way here in the car. It was like, man, everything that we're dealing with right now, it's toughening us up, you know. It's getting us prepared. We we get we we we're growing that extra skin, you know. We we adding layers to it. So when we are ready to get out there on a global stage, we are ready. We are prepared prepared for the success, you know. And uh, it's hard sometimes, you know. It's hard as you may already know. It's hard doing these podcasts. It's hard. You know, putting your best work out there for the world. You know, most people don't have the courage or the the, the stamina to to do it. You know, being an entrepreneur, taking risks, doing your thing. You know, it's it's difficult work. It's challenging. You know, and but it's the purpose is what drives you. You know, if you have a message, you have a brand, you have a program that you can do to reach the masses and help them grow and get paid at the same time then you're doing you're doing what you love you know yeah i mean i think it's important to share for for anyone um regardless of how you i mean you, you look at people and maybe you think your story isn't as impactful or powerful enough but there's always somebody coming from a similar upbringing similar situation that may lose hope or may not, you know, think they're good enough or they can make it to where, you know, you are, or, you know, any guest is and yeah. basically sharing, you can maybe even impact that one person. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing that you just said that because when I interview people for my own show, I don't want to really hear about the success story, okay? I want to hear about how did you get there? You know, the struggle. Did you get it in the mud? You know, did you? how did you get your hands dirty? What was your mindset? What was your emotional set? What was your spirit like when you were struggling with it? You see what I'm saying? Like, I, everybody wants to see the baby, but nobody wants to go through the pregnancy, you know? So when I'm talking to people, I'm like, yeah, I see you. But how did it make you feel when you were struggling with it? Where were you mentally? Where were you physically, emotionally, spiritually? Where were you? You know what I'm saying? So when I hear those stories and I read bios and I hear stories, I'm like, wow, that encourages me. And they don't even know how to, how much that really inspires me to push myself to the next level. Because when I thought I had it bad, <laughs> these people had it rough. But they pull themselves up by the bootstraps and then they push through. So that's motivation for us. Yeah, I mean, it's a process. And oftentimes people just kind of glaze over what they've been through to get to where they are now. And all of that is a lot more impactful because everybody's going through something, you know, like last year professionally was a good year, but I had my grandfather passed away. The two boys, we thought we were going to adopt. They got reunified after a year. My mother-in-law got sick. My dog got cancer. And it's like every week. And I think, you know, uh, before my grandfather passed, you know, he said he was proud of me in terms of where I've gotten, what I'm doing, being selfless, basically raising other people's kids and taking good care of them. And then he was proud of me. So I could either honor that or just sat down and, you know, maybe gain weight, got to a bad mental state, was depressed, but taking it, harnessing it and trying to position it to do the best I can, because that's ultimately honoring your friends, your family, your loved ones and the ones that came before you. Oh, man, you, you just you just you touched me right now when you said that, because you said something so profound. You could even just lay down and say, OK, I'm, I'm done. You know, but you was able to take that energy internally and, and put it into a ball and say, you know what, this is this is it. I'm gonna use this, and then I'm gonna use this. This is my my new power source. This is the extra power source. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you didn't use it as kryptonite. You use it as the sun to propel you and power you to the next level. And this is why you're gonna get greater than which you are right now because you have the mindset to succeed. You're not going to let everything just run over you and lay you down. But you just said like you, you lost your grandparents, the dog got cancer, all that. You know, most people would be going to crash and burn after all that, you know, but not you. You know, you said, you know what? Give me the ball. I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to quarterback my team. I'm not going to take this line down. So I commend you for that, man. That's strength right there, internal strength. Yeah, and I think when you get to a certain point, you have to uh, re realign your mindset and look at perspective because looking, regardless of how hard you have it, you're still in the United States. Obviously, there's problems in terms of stuff going on and what have you. But if you go to any other country, like I'm originally an, uh, an immigrant from Ukraine. I came here when I was five. So I was still there when it was the Soviet Union. Like You couldn't go to church. You spoke up against whatever. You ended up in Siberia in like a work camp. You know, you had to wait in bread lines. Water, hot water was shut off at night. And I was five. Obviously, it didn't impact me as much. But right. coming from like a like a hard, gritty environment, either here, obviously 
impoverished or from situations you take yourself out of, like you're yeah. built more uh, and aligned more for success. I mean, you look at a lot of startup founders, companies like Google, uh, Uber, those are former immigrants or direct immigrants. And I think that mindset they bring here and kind of understanding where you came from and harnessing it good or bad. That is, is most people are not built for it. It ain't success. It's not for everyone. Most people want success, but they're not strong enough to have, have it. They're going to fail or they, they may be, uh, may have a phobia of success. Yeah, they see everybody maintaining it by going for it, but they, they're scared to jump. You know, so when you, when you coming from a background such as that, which you just said, it makes you mentally tough. You say, you know what, you don't have no choice but to grind. You know, you don't have a choice but to kick it in this fifth gear. You got to shift gear. You can't stay here. There's no life here, you know. But if you see, you know, opportunity, sometimes opportunities come in overalls and boots. A lot of people don't look at it like that. You got to do the hard work. <laughs> you know, you got to get out there, man. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, you have to, I mean, pivot and, and work with whatever life has to throw at you. I mean, I graduated in uh, from the 2008 recession. Right before then, I had an internship with the Secret Service, had a top secret clearance. And then, you know, everything stopped in terms of hiring. I couldn't find anything. So I had to take it upon myself to learn and get into the digital marketing field and start my own company and been in it for 11 years. But I created that, you know. Yeah. You know, $16 an hour, like somebody would have said, some people have that ego mindset, you know, I have a bachelor's degree, I'm not going to take it. But it was a yeah. stepping stone, you can't just like jump right into it. And 11 years, like, and now I'm finally seeing the levels of success that I was looking for, and envisioning yeah. at that time. And it's a long game, you know, I mean, in terms of being successful or getting to where you need to go. I mean, it's simply oftentimes just outlasting everybody else, because they're gonna eventually get a drop off. So yeah. Yeah, most people drop off or they just don't have that tenacity, you know, to push through it. You know, um, it's hard work, like I said before. It's not everybody is cut from the same cloth as you, you know, or whatever you're going through, you know. And a lot of times, like, you know, here in America, everybody wants something microwave. This is, this is, this is a microwave society, but I come from an era where it's slow bake, you know. And it's hard sometimes because sometimes I'm like, yeah, why this thing ain't working yet? You know what I mean? But I realized like, okay, you know, you got to take your emotions out of it and, and, and put your nose down to the, to the, to the streets. And then you got to keep grinding. You know, you got to do that extra rep. You got to make that extra call. You got to send that extra email. You got to work extra. You know what I'm saying? You got to, it's 24 seven. It doesn't stop. You know, this is not, Go to work, come home, nine to five. This is 24 seven, all day, every day. There's really no days off. Even if you say, I'm gonna take the day off, you're gonna get up, you're gonna start doing something because it's in you to do it. And we take a day off, we feel like we're not doing anything. It's like, yo, why are we, some days is lazy days, you know, but we're doing some type of work. We may not do as much, but we have to, you know, we got a magazine, we got these podcasts, we're doing digital marketing, you know, we're doing a whole lot of different things to try to generate income. And after a while, it's going to seriously pick up and make a change, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we got a whole team here in the house that's 
everybody's doing something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's nobody's lazy. So I already know that, you know, like my girl, she's going to push me. I'm going to push her. You know, the kids going to be going to push each other. So that that what motivates me going back to the motivation, because I don't want to be this, you know, the, the weak link. You know, I'm the man. I want to be the weak link. I got to go, 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 go. So, you know, like we said this morning, I said, man, we got to get up and get to the TV station by 730. And I said, after that, we got to come. And we got to do the podcast. I'm like, I'm tired. But I was like, no, this, you can't get tired. Okay? You got to push through it. Because this is what it's, it's going to take for you to be a, a, a global brand, uh, perform on a global level. Okay? How can we be everywhere at once? We got to do these podcasts. We have to do these interviews. Like right now, you interviewing me. But turn, I might turn around and ask to interview you tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's just... We, we work together hand in hand we just grind it out man that's what it takes yeah i mean it's it's about uh kind of connecting also and surrounding yourself with like uh like-minded individuals so i mean i release eight episodes a month but then in turn i've been on between five to ten interviews yeah. either live in studio or over podcast sharing different aspects and i think it's just adding value so i go on i don't talk about you know uh, hire me as my agency to do your marketing i mean i talk about coming here as a child as an immigrant learning english dealing with loss uh you know me and my wife uh, dealt with five miscarriages in the past three years and had to pay you know 100k out of pocket for that in terms of the treatments and stuff and then yeah. the whole foster care experience from a male perspective because it's not uh, widely, there's not a lot of dudes that really share about being, you know, foster dads. Or at least I haven't seen a few, but it's not as popular. So just adding value to different communities and then it comes back, you know, tenfold. Yeah. People contact you, yeah. you know, I really liked your story. I really yeah. want to work with you outside of that. So just adding value in every situation you can add value to it, it you know, uh, reaps rewards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Just talking to you right now and hearing your story, I'm inspired. You know, it definitely feel extra. I got that extra surge from you right now. I can feel your energy coming through the tablet right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm inspired. I'm like, I, I can go an extra mile. Because a lot of times you don't really hear the struggles and the stories from people. You know what I'm saying? People don't like sharing it because it's too uncomfortable for them. But when I hear it, it just, it, it lights me. It lights the fuse in me. So I appreciate you sharing that tidbit with me about yourself and background because man gotta keep going man sometimes you just feel like you just want to sit down but it's not about you anymore it's not about you anymore it's way bigger than you you see what i'm saying you got family members you got people depending on you got people looking at you for that strength you know what i'm saying if you just give up and they be like oh man well if you stop it i'm stopping too you know what i mean but you can't you you haven't stopped. You haven't let anything or anyone come in front of your goals. A hundred grand for procedures for miscarriages. You know what I'm saying? I can't imagine the emotional stress that put on y'all. But you got to harness that. And then you had family members that passed away. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot to deal with. But you able to push out eight to ten podcasts a month keep going that's therapy for you you know that's therapy for any one of us this is why we do it man you know what i'm saying we just we just 
we just got to take whatever the cards that's dealt with us and say, you know what, all right, I'll take these lemons and say, all right, watch me squeeze this. I'm going to make some freshly squeezed lemonade for y'all to try. Check me out. You know, it's hard, though. But if you're not built for it psychologically and emotionally, you're not going to physically it's not going to happen. I think. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. So uh, what's one weakness you may have seen in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Uh, uh, um, for me, one weakness was um, speaking ability. I, for a while, I always had a fear of speaking um, until I had to do the eulogy at my father's uh, funeral. And that when I knew that I had a skill for it. And since then, I was able to you know, do it. And um, that was one of my biggest weaknesses. I, I didn't like being in front of people talking. But that, if I would have let that fear paralyze me, I probably wouldn't be doing a fraction of the things that I'm doing now. So, you know, I'm not afraid. Uh, I had a, a phobia of a few things, but that was one of the biggest ones. Once I, get, once I got past that, I unparalyzed, unparalyzed my mind, I was ready to propel. And so that was, I feel that was my biggest weakness that I turned into a strength. Yeah, and uh, oftentimes people think like something they're dealing with or, you know, a weakness is only, you know, to them, but other people have it. So with public speaking, there's been a lot of studies where people identified the most terrifying thing they can do is speaking in front of people. And they're scared of that more so than even death. So, I mean, it's everybody in getting past it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a challenge, but over time with practice, um, just practicing in the mirror, just talk, 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 and then listening to myself over and over again and say, oh, I need to slow this down. I need to stop saying that. I need to stop doing this. I, I need to stop using the filler words. You know, I need to um, listen more to podcasts or radio shows, listen to the greats, listening to people like yourself. You know, it's all about self-education. And once you learn your voice and you learn your, your, your vibe and your flow, you know, the rest is a no-brainer. So when you get out in front of public, you know, you'd be like, hey, this is what it is, you know. And you're able to uh, engage with the audience. You're able to, you know, laugh with them, grasp their attention, um, get them to buy your products or services, whatever the case may be. You got to sell a product and the product is you. You know, just to say, you know, I'm fit and I'm lean. Yeah, and I'm a type 2 diabetic survivor and you booked me to speak, but I'm overweight. Would you buy anything I'm trying to sell? No. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm a fast talker or you just listening slow, you know, but you're going to look at me and say, nah, I'm not buying none of this. So, you know, words, you know, can really paint a picture in people's minds. And all of a sudden, they said, like, "Yo, this is the guy to watch. This is the guy to pay attention to. This is the guy to book." And, and that what drives me. That's another motivation for me. Like, there's tons of guys out here who are exercising, working out, and all that stuff like that, but they're not you, okay? And that's one thing that I had to get over. Like, these guys are not me. I'm me. They can't be me. I can't be them, you know. And um, so, I mean, it's a it's a motivator. You know, and I love to speak. My girl always say, you know, you need to be more on the radio because you're a talker. Then this morning she said, oh, 
you only have seven minutes. You need to, you know, <laughs> break it down, break it down. She behind the scenes putting fingers up. I'm like, okay, okay. But, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I can't help. No, yeah, I agree. So I uh, appreciate you stopping by today. Can you leave a uh, advice, uh, personal and professional for the audience? Oh, man, professionally, whatever you're doing, just keep grinding. Do not stop. It's going to get hard. It's going to take time. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take a lot of removing things out the way, a lot of barriers, a move, removing a lot of family members, loved ones, friends, coworkers. It's going to take a lot of that stuff. You're going to have to eliminate a lot of those barriers that's preventing you to get to the next level, um, professionally and personally, because, you know, sometimes your business is personal. You got to take it personally. And if you're not paying attention to your business, then your business really ain't going to be paying attention to you long run. So, I mean, that's all I can say about that. Don't give up. Just keep going and don't listen to nobody who tells you to stop or you can't do it or don't even... Um, if, if you fail, then fail forward. Learn something. Learn from that. What's the blessing in this? You know, uh, what's, the, what's the silver lining? You know, how can you use that? How can you harness it? You know, most people be like, uh, turn your mess into a message. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's we listened to Tony Robbins the other day. He said, man, learn how to turn your, your mess into a message. You know, how can you energize the world? How can you energize people pay attention to you because you got a story you got something interesting to share to the world if you die today what would they say about you you know what what would they say i don't want people to be standing over me talking, trying to find words to think i want them to be like he was this and he was this and oh he was this and he was that you know what i mean don't think about what you got to say oh he was a he was a prick <laughs> you know what i mean i don't want all that so trying to leave a mark out here man and um that's all i can tell the people i mean in a nutshell i know that's long-winded but that's what it is i agree so i appreciate you stopping by can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on um right now we got the podcast coming out it's your best lifestyles that's on spotify stitcher tune in um, Breaker, Public Radio Podcast, soon to be on Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, um, did I say TuneIn? TuneIn Radio, um, there's a couple more, it's, 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 it's about 10 of them right now. Um, social media, Terrence Hutchinson, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, and then uh, my website, www.yourbestlifestyles.com. Awesome, thanks again for stopping by. I appreciate you, King, man. Congratulations to you, and thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. Bless it. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.